If you're looking for inspiration and challenge in the world of early years and Key Stage 1 education, then you've just found it. Welcome to the Early Excellence Podcast. Hello everybody, Andy Burt here. Um, Welcome along to the Early Excellence Podcast. Um, I know what you're thinking, I know what you're wondering. Um, What number episode are we up to, Andy? Well, I'll tell you, we're up to number eight of the podcast episodes. Um, If you you think back, actually, to number seven, um, you will remember that last week we talked to Gillian Hewitt all about outdoor learning at Dice School up there in Aberdeen. Um, And we talked all about how they developed their outdoor curriculum. They thought really carefully about the materials and the resources that they were offering and the rich experiences as well. Um, And so I thought we'd follow it up, a, a double header of, of of podcast episodes. I thought we'd follow it up by looking at the outdoors and your outdoor curriculum. Um, I think it's really important to consider meaningful learning outdoors. I think sometimes we've got a real, sometimes a desire, I think, to outdoors to try to make learning kind of as obvious as possible. Um, so we see quite, I see quite a lot of teachers and practitioners trying to trying to make it really obvious where the learning is happening. Um, Putting numbers on a fence, for example, or displaying keywords on the shed, all of those sorts of things. Whereas actually that's not really meaningful to being outside. Um, We would say that actually, if you're exploring the outdoors meaningfully, if you've thought carefully about the materials and the resources that are on offer and the wide range of experiences there, then actually the learning is there, isn't it? It's right there. So we're going to be thinking all about that as part of this particular podcast episode. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find it interesting. I'll be back at the end with some questions to consider about your practice. So let's start with a big question. What does your outdoor curriculum look like? Is it simply a replication of what you've got indoors Or does it provide additional and unique experiences, as really it should? Being clear about the learning taking place in your outdoor environment is critical. And with the Ofsted Inspection Framework and also, of course, the new EYFS Framework and the focus that they have on curriculum, it's really important to be able to articulate exactly what you have planned for your children in your outdoor space and why. Fortunately, this is not as difficult as it seems, as in the EYFS, of course, we're continually delivering a curriculum through the experiences that we provide for our children, the resources that we use, the interactions that we build into their play, and the moments of direct teaching that occur also throughout the day. Our curriculum is what is being taught and learned, And in the EYFS, that includes the acquisition of knowledge, but also, most critically, it must enable the development and progression of skills, competencies, and learning behaviors. So, part of our challenge is how to deliver, for want of a better phrase, deliver this outdoors. What are the contexts 
that we can provide and how can these be built on to secure good outcomes for the children whom we work with and how can we ensure that in doing this we're explicitly conscious of our curriculum content. There's a lot to think about here. The use of the outdoor area is a very good example of how to consider and reflect on how a curriculum, in its broadest sense, can be supported and delivered. A typical outdoor environment should provide a range of experiences that help children to access different parts of the curriculum. Of course, there are opportunities for refining and extending the control of gross motor skills and indeed a fundamental principle of using the outdoor environment is to provide precisely the opportunities that are not available inside. There's clearly no point really in trying to simply replicate your indoor environment outdoors. So developing the outdoors should start with that very question. How can I use the nature of this space to provide additional and unique experiences? So looking at those differences helps us to understand how to optimize its use and also ensure that the curriculum content is explicitly understood. Let's start with some key principles. First of all, being outdoors means that you can do things on a bigger, grander scale than indoors. So, construction. We can use large crates, long poles and wheels to create buildings and vehicles, and big pieces of material to create dens and secret places. All of this provides the opportunity to solve real logistical and engineering problems as structures rise and fall, reshape themselves with new resources and different ideas. They can be as tall as you can reach and as wide as you can stretch. Unlimited by walls and ceiling, the sheer physicality of making something on this scale is only really limited by imagination and ambition. So a grander scale, that key principle, when we're thinking about outdoor learning, needs to be on a grander scale, a bigger scale than what we are offering indoors. Let's move on to our second of those key principles then. Noisy, boisterous and vigorous play is less of an issue when you're outside. Running and shrieking, chasing and catching, rolling and jumping are all not only entitlements of childhood, but essential to development and learning. Unfettered by the understandable need to maintain an acceptable volume level when inside, these can be moments of sheer exhilaration, endorphin-generating exuberance that celebrate being a child. The necessary experience of becoming breathless, with heart pumping and muscles aching through physical exertion, is only possible in an outdoor environment because it has the space and the limitlessness to do so. This is why large-scale energetic games are, are a key part of outdoors. So playing games together, for example, with cones, dice, balls and hoops, that's an important aspect of being outdoors. What other key principles do we need to consider? What about this one? 
The outdoors is natural and messy. The weather is often in control of what happens outdoors. Puddles form in, un in unusual places. Rain creates and changes the consistency of mud, making it malleable and liquefied. The wind mischievously scatters anything it can grab hold of, and frost, snow and fog change the ordinary into magical and mysterious landscapes of possibility. Feeling the sun on your face, watching shadows form and disappear as clouds roll over the sky, connect us all directly to the realities of the world. The outdoors also invariably offers a multitude of experiences to explore weather and nature and a plethora of natural materials with potential for play. Fir cones and conkers become desirable treasure and autumn leaves provide an opportunity, an opportunity for exploration and discovery. So natural materials provide all sorts of possibilities. So let's ask a key question. A key question, where's the curriculum in all of this? Well, take any one of those examples and look at what is being learned during the experience. Large scale construction is gross physical exploration. It includes lifting and using their spatial awareness to place objects correctly. And it's also part of understanding mathematics. Feeling a heartbeat after running is the beginning of explaining how the body works. Exploring the consistency of mud provokes language development and scientific inquiry. All of these require the motivation, the persistence and the curiosity to ensure that learning can take place. This is the outdoor curriculum in all its glory. Okay, lots to think about there in terms of the outdoors and your outdoor curriculum. Um, so, some key questions to consider then. When you think about your outdoor space, does it offer bigger, more physically challenging opportunities? Certainly bigger and more physically challenging opportunities than indoors. Does it provide your children with those opportunities to lift and carry and transport, to work together collaboratively to move bigger materials around? Um, and also to develop physically, to use their muscles and to develop that core strength. What about other things? What about those natural materials and natural experiences mentioned, as mentioned within this podcast episode earlier on? Um, well, what opportunities do you have within your outdoor space for finding those natural materials and perhaps living things as well? Well, you might want to think about that. Um, are there opportunities for your children in your outdoor space, particularly at this time of the year in the autumn, to find leaves, to explore leaves, to explore shapes and colours and sizes? Are there also opportunities to explore and find living creatures as well? Simple experiences, but actually rich learning experiences provided too through this. So things like um, finding a snail, finding a slug, um, finding spiders on the fence. All of those sorts of things are 
very much natural experiences and to a certain extent predictable experiences in terms of outdoor learning and yet some outdoor spaces are not really that natural when you think about artificial grass perhaps and other surfaces sometimes we have to have to plan for those experiences if they're going to happen so we need to perhaps have bug hotels and logs and stones and different things to lift up and have a look underneath to find living creatures so again you might want to think about planning for that and thinking carefully about that and then thirdly there were loads of experiences there talked about within this podcast episode you know around um, listening for your heart pumping blood around the body um, around exploring outdoors and exploring meaningful opportunities for learning outdoors which I think raises a question when those experiences do happen are your adults engaging with them do adults engage with your children within that outdoor space because of course the outdoors provides those possibilities for learning provides all sorts of rich opportunities but in order to maximise them in terms of learning possibilities, we've really got to make sure our adults are engaging with the adults, joining in with the adults, being interested in what they are interested in um, and using those moments to, to add new learning, to challenge children's thinking, to extend their thinking, to add new vocabulary and language. OK, so thinking about the adult role as well, that's always crucial. Okay, so I hope that's got you thinking. I hope you found it useful. Um, we'll see you next time on the podcast. And if you're looking for more support and guidance when it comes to developing your practice outdoors, then why not try our Early Excellence Guide to Continuous Provision Outdoors? We've written it as a practical tool to help you review and refine your teaching and learning outdoors. It's fully, a fully illustrated guide and it explores all aspects of quality practice, from underpinning principles, resources and routines through to the role of the adult. It's packed with advice and guidance, information and support that I know that you'll find useful. If you want to find out more information on that, you can go to our Early Excellence website at www.earlyexcellence.com. Go to the Ideas and Inspiration section and there you'll find a section called EEX Provision Guides and it's just in there. Or you can go to the link in our podcast description that will take you straight to it. And if developing your outdoor provision and practice is a real focus for you at the moment, then you may well want to have a look at our Power of Outdoor Learning online learning programme. This is a unique and specialised online outdoor CPD programme that's been designed to help EYFS leaders facilitate high quality training for the whole EYFS and Key Stage 1 team. It's packed with outdoor training webinars, practical videos and support materials. And the programme offers a flexible, ready-made solution to delivering in-house training. You can find out more by going to our website, www.earlyexcellence.com. Go to the EYFS and Key Stage 1 CPD section and you'll find the online outdoor programme in there. Or 
you can very quickly follow the link in our podcast description.